Welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. As truly converted followers of Jesus, our life is like an endurance race, like a marathon. Now, I've had a little bit of experience with that. I have run uh, 5K races, that's 3.1 miles, and I have actually run two half marathons, that's 13.1 miles, and those half marathons were something, I'll tell you. It was, uh, I was able to accomplish both of them in just under two hours, but th- that's, that's tough, and I can't imagine what uh, a full marathon, 26 miles, would be like, but I know that it calls for a certain level of hanging in there, of endurance. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 say this, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. There it is. There is uh, a call for us to endure, not in a physical marathon, but in this spiritual race that we find ourselves in. Paul said in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Let us not lose heart. In doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. And so Paul reminds us again, and it says it in a different way endure, don't lose heart. Uh, Stay in there because in due time, in due time you'll cross the finish line, in due time you'll reap. If, if you don't grow weary, could I just put a little uh, parenthesis here in, in what I'm saying? I, I want you to know that when we talk about hanging in there, enduring, um, we are not talking about doing something to keep your relationship with God, to keep your salvation. God is the one that saved us. God is the one that keeps us. And, and those that are truly saved are forever saved. Nothing can change that. Uh, once I became a son of Troy and Wilma Hall by physical birth, uh, no matter what, I'm always genetically tied to them. I'll always be their, their son all the way into eternity. And, and that's true spiritually. I'm a son of God because I was born again, and, and I'm a part of His family. So I just wanted to say that so that there's no confusion here when I talk about enduring in the race. We're talking about um, honoring God. We're talking about growing in our Christian uh, walk and growing as believers. We're talking about serving the Lord. We're talking about finishing well. Uh, th- those are the kinds of things that we're talking about and, and living a life that, that uh, experiences the joy of the Lord. Not always happiness, not always good things, because the truth of the matter is, as I said in the last podcast, when you come to Jesus Christ, uh, you're not coming to get a cakewalk into heaven, to roller skate downhill into heaven. Uh, everything doesn't turn great when you turn to Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, when you become a believer, it tends to go the other way sometimes. People start to hate on you and misunderstand you, and you will suffer some level of, of, of misunderstanding or persecution. So that's not what we're talking about. And I want to tell you, when I was 
in those marathons, those half marathons, those 13-mile races, uh, there was a point somewhere past mile 10 where I, I was starting to hurt and feel it. And, and I'd been pushing because it's a race. You're trying to uh, not only finish it, but finish it in as quick of a time as possible. And you start to feel the resistance. Your muscles start to ache and you start to lose some of your energy. It's, it's tough. You've got to push through it. And that is true in the Christian life as well. And I think those of you that are listening know that, that the Christian life can be difficult sometimes. It is an endurance race. Having said all that, how do we endure? How do we maintain what I would call spiritual stamina? And that's the title of these four podcasts in this series, Spiritual Stamina. How do we maintain spiritual stamina? Well, I believe that there are at least four important elements that that have to be involved in maintaining spiritual stamina. On the last podcast, we got element number one, and it was simply this. We have to eat right because diet matters. And and that's true in the physical for sure. You know that. You eat wrong, it affects you physically uh, over time. And and so it's true in the spiritual life too. And I dealt with that in the past in the previous podcast and I would encourage you to listen to it. Uh, and eating right is reading and studying and taking in the word of God. Well, today on this podcast, we got we have element number 2. And that is we have to keep moving in order to maintain spiritual stamina. Put another way, we have to exercise regularly. To eat and eat and eat and never exercise brings an unhealthy life. Physically, if I just loaded myself up, if I just ate, even if it was a lot of good stuff, I just ate and I never moved. I had a totally sedentary lifestyle. All I did was just eat, eat, eat and do nothing else. Physically, I would get very unhealthy. Well, that's true spiritually too. We are are told in the Word of God that when we know to do something right and we don't do it. You see, the knowing brings responsibility. When we read the Word of God, we begin to know what is right and know what the Lord uh, wants from us. And, and so to know but never to do is bring, makes, spiritual, makes a lack of spiritual health. And so, so what we're talking about here is spiritual exercise. And spiritual exercise involves putting what we know into action. It involves, in one word, obeying, obedience. And there's some good word here found in James chapter 1, verses 19 to 25. And I want to read that right now. Listen carefully as I read the precious word of God. This you know, my beloved brethren and sisters, But everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, listen now, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. And so you're taking it in, you're eating it. But verse 22 says, But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude or deceive themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, which is the word of God, and abides by it, there it is, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effective doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Did you hear that? 
So in this passage, we're told to be quick, very quick to hear. Uh, Revelation 2 and throughout Revelation chapters 2 and 3 and the messages to the church and we are the church uh, we're told he that has ears let him hear what the spirit says Jesus in Matthew eleven fifteen said he that had his, has ears let him hear be quick to hear slow to speak and, and don't get angry make room the word of God says here in James make room to receive the word of God how do we do that by dealing with unrepentant sin in our lives alright so get rid of that unrepentant sin, keep the account clear, make room to receive the Word of God, no blockages, no earwax, nothing in the ears to stop up our ears from hearing, because Jesus said, hear the Word of God, and then, and it goes on to say, but if you're a hearer, don't just be a hearer, be a doer. Uh, someone that uh, that hears and doesn't do is like somebody that looks at the mirror and say, oh, I need to comb my hair. But then they walk away and forget, and the hair is still a mess. We look into the perfect Word of God, and it says, oh, that you need to comb your spiritual hair. We better do it right then and there, or we walk away and we still have a spiritual hair mess, so to speak. Uh, so, and, and the consequences of, of not doing in the last part of, of verse 22 says we delude ourselves people that hear but don't do we deceive ourselves we're hearing we th- we you know in the way we deceive ourselves is we get all this spiritual knowledge and we think because we know a lot of scripture we are spiritual and let me tell you there are a lot of people that have been around the faith a long time and they've got a lot of bible in their minds uh, but they they have just that. They're a repository of the facts of the Word of God, but they have deceived themselves into thinking that they're mature or they're at some level when they have not obeyed the Word of God. And that is so very important. But I love the verse 25 because it, because it gives us the result of doing. Verse 25 Again, says this, but the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, does it, not not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effective doer, this person will be blessed in what they do. Did you hear that? When you exercise spiritually, you're blessed. You know, I, I am maintaining a physical exercise regimen. And 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 the blessing out of that is, uh, I'm blessed with uh, with good health, uh, with uh, with the ability to move around, with energy. Even in my 60s, um, I feel uh, better than I did at certain times in my 30s and 40s. I'm blessed because I I put into action, I exercise. Well, it's so much more true in the spiritual realm. You're blessed when you do, not just know, not just hear. And it's so important to hear. It's so important to know. But it doesn't stop there. We have to put it into action. We have to exercise, obey what what we hear. And one way we do that is by serving others. Back again in Galatians chapter 6, we've quoted verse 9. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. But verse 10 says, So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are the household of faith. 
So part of this spiritual exercising is serving others, is doing good to others, particularly those that are in the faith, other believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. And then I would hasten on to say one way that we exercise is by being disciple makers. It's obvious in Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20, what is known as the Great Commission, that we are to make disciples. That's not the job just of the pastors and elders and shepherds, but it's for everybody that we are called to make disciples. And so as we pass on uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, we share the gospel when we get opportunity. And then we, we uh, bless those believers who are new in the faith by coming alongside of them and mentoring them. Uh, who are you sharing the faith with? Who are you uh, sharing what you're learning in, in the Word of God and in the Christian life with? Being involved in discipleship is a spiritual exercise. And I want to just wrap this up by saying this. Exercising spiritually, obeying, serving, discipling is a matter of loving Jesus. You know what Jesus said in, in uh, John chapter 14, verse, verses 15, 21, and 23? And let me just tell you what Jesus said. John chapter 14, verse 15 says this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's what Jesus said. Verse 21, he says, He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. You get to know Jesus more intimately when you love him, and true love is obeying him. And then verse 23 says this, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Again, do you notice the promise? You'll know Jesus intimately intimately as you obey Him. To obey Him is to love Him. To love Him is to obey Him. And obedience is spiritual exercise. I wrap this up by asking you today, are you eating right, taking in the Word of God? Are you spiritually exercising by obeying it? I hope that this has encouraged and blessed you today. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.